0: What's up guys? Alex here, AJNashville.com. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. It is a beautiful day today. It's Monday, not Friday. I was getting ready to say Friday. It is chilly as can be out, but at least that sun's shining. We're able to enjoy a, a day and get that extra vitamin D inside of us. This way we don't have to walk around moping and groaning because the color of the sky here in Spring Hill for the last two weeks has been gray. So glad to see that sun out there. Anyways, want to talk about a couple of different things today. You know, being grateful for what it is that we have. As American citizens, we have a lot of rights and liberties that are afforded to us because of the sacrifice the men and women who have served our country have made in order for us to enjoy the fruits of their labor. In return, obviously, you have productive American citizens that do their part in making America great. Now, what I want to talk about is kind of the difference between our country and another country, and this difference comes about because my buddy Travis Cup, T. Cup, he's been on the show before. He came to town and visited this weekend, and he brought with him a friend, Charlie. Charlie is a person; he's from China, a very smart individual, owns some factories out there. Really has a good idea of of what's going on. The differences between the the other countries. He's well versed, well traveled, very educated individual, and we got to talking about some interesting things. And those interesting things are the difference between the U.S. and China. You know, anytime you get a chance to sit there with somebody from another country, it's always good to pick their brain and say, hey, well, you know, what about this? And, you know, Charlie was able to express those things and give me give me an idea of how things were different in China. Now, bear in mind. China is a communist country. So naturally, there's, there's things that are different between America and China. That, that goes without saying, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe some of the things that were actually different. Small things like Google. you know, Those of us, if there's something we want to look for, if we're like, hey, I want to find the best podcast, it's easy to just tune into the AJ Nashville podcast. But what if you were looking for another one that was just as good? Well, you would jump into your old friend Google, type in top podcast, and boom, it would pull up results. Can't do that in China because Google is banned in China. You can't even use Google there, along with Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and other forms of social media. It's just not available in that country. You know, it's something that the government has blocked out. And the funny thing is, with his data plan, with him being here in the US, he still wasn't able to access it until he went onto our Wi Fi. Once he went on to the Wi Fi that we had, he was really able to tap into those those other channels because he was no longer being restricted by what the government in China wanted him to see. Now they do have an app similar to Twitter where you can go on there and you can share, you know, what's going on in your day, but he says it's mostly filled with news stuff. There's not a whole lot of entertainment value on there. It's just mostly news things. You know, and and it's crazy we talk about government reaching and censoring and doing all this stuff. Like you're talking about a government that literally blocks out the ability to see what's going on in an outside world. If you're a human being that is in China and you never have left China, you don't know about some of these other things that are going on. That's where Charlie has an upper hand because he's able to travel out and kind of see the things, the Googles, the Facebooks, the YouTubes, the Twitters, and see the differences in countries. Speaking of differences, being a doctor, being a lawyer, You know, you would think in any other country, because ours are so well-paid here in the U.S., that they would be well-paid everywhere. I mean, everybody needs a doctor, right? People need lawyers. I mean, you don't just need lawyers for criminal charges. You need them for patents and trademarks and businesses and you name it. But these are some of the lowest-paid people out there. He told me a story of an individual that he paid what is comparable to our $5,000 he paid to a lawyer over a two-year span dealing with a court proceeding for him doctors that make less money than individuals that work for, for, you know, public works or individuals that work for, um, you know, smaller businesses, these doctors aren't making much money over there. It's just kind of one of those things that, Hey, you're a doctor because you really want to help people. Now, when you go to college, college is pretty cheap. He said college runs about a thousand dollars a year, U S money, give or take. Now, obviously there's a, a, a exchange ratio that comes with that and and that ratio makes it seem like a thousand dollars is a lot more in china and he said that's why people in china enjoy it when americans come because that that extra money people in china like americans from what i gathered you know so you look at things like that and those are basic really basic things but what about talking shit about the government you know in the u.s people can get online and they can pretty much say whatever they want Up until, you know, if they, death threats and things like that, they're forbidden, they're frowned upon. You'll get a visit from the Secret Service. But what about jumping in there and just saying, I don't like X, Y, Z about my government. And an hour later, a police officer shows up and says, you're going to jail. 15 days in the slammer for slandering your government. Imagine how many people would be in prison right now? I mean, America, we're given the free right to say whatever it is we want as long as we're not threatening the, the livelihood or the life of somebody else. You could literally go out there and say, I think President ABC is a piece of shit, and no one's going to show up and throw you in the slammer. No one's going to you know, do anything bad to you, put you in a, a little dark hole somewhere. I mean, that's what, what our troops have fought for. You know, these These guys are – it is just a different world over there in China where they have restrictions on stuff. The police officers, you know, here in the U.S., we have a respect for our police officers, at least most of us do. You know, a police officer pulls you over, you show them respect, it's yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and that's it. Hands on the steering wheel, you know, comply to what they say, follow their orders, and, and do what you're told, and you can go on about your day. But in China, <laughs> So a lot of the Chinese police officers, from what, what I heard Charlie tell me in the videos he showed me, was they are more concerned with losing their job there because there is one officer to like every 80,000 citizens as opposed to the U.S. where it's like one officer for every 10,000, whatever the numbers calculate to be. Basically, over in China, the number is just astronomical of how many people a police officer has to, has to deal with. And because they're government employees, they, they do what they're told. You know, if a citizen, I mean, I saw it, citizens literally challenging people, a, a gentleman on a motorcycle telling them, shoot me then, shoot me, you know, disrespecting the police officer with no repercussion because the police officers there are afraid of losing their job. You know, it's crazy to me that certain countries that, that are so hard on government and, and governmental power. But their police officers feel so weak in their ability to do their job and do it properly without facing some type of prosecution from the government themselves. Now, here's a funny thing. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee, Spring Hill, Tennessee, actually not Nashville, but close. And it is an everyday thing for those of us in the U.S. or at least in Tennessee and Texas and, and other great states to possess firearms firearms. You don't think much of it. You jump in someone's car and they've got a gun in the center console. You're not like, oh, dude, what what, what the heck is that? You shouldn't have that. Unless maybe you kick it with criminals. But, you know, for the average person, it's not rare to go in someone's desk drawer and there's a gun in there. Or in my case, you know, possessing one just in general, any type of weapon. Well, in China, guns are illegal. And the thing is, is here in the U.S., when you talk about guns being illegal for certain individuals like felons and things like that, you know, there's there's a limitation hold to it, but you're not going to get in a ton of trouble. But if you're caught possessing a gun in China, you're done. You're done for. So nobody possesses guns. You don't have, you know, gang members that, that keep guns or anything like that because as a country, as a whole, they are not allowed to be possessed by the citizens. So I took that opportunity. I said, Charlie, you know what? You're in the U.S. You're in Tennessee. You're getting ready to head to Texas. So it's going to get even more red when you get out there. But here, here's a couple guns, you know, and and I, I bring one out, I bring my AR pistol out and it's, it's done up. It's a nice looking pistol. I cleared it and everything because I realized this man doesn't have experience with holding guns. So the last thing I want to do is hand him a weapon and say, Hey, clear it, check it, make sure it's good. Now I did show him how to properly hold it to keep his finger off the trigger, keep it on the guard, you know, how to look to make sure it wasn't loaded, not to point it at people we had that little learning lesson and obviously when you have someone that's new to holding guns you want to teach them the proper etiquette on, on how to hold a firearm and how not to you know point it at people or anything like that so you see a, a grown man who's got a gun in his hand that most of us would be giggling like little girls with a gun in our hand you know and and he's sweating and he's he's a little nervous about it you know because it's not their natural thing they they don't carry guns you know guns are a taboo so you're seeing a grown man that's holding these different guns and there's enjoyment in it don't get me wrong he he liked holding them you know he was very comfortable with holding them from a physical standpoint but here he is rolling with sweat because it's such a taboo and such a forbidden thing in china that you know it it makes him nervous literally to hold onto a weapon made him nervous. So, I showed him afterwards with a little Nerf gun, you know, how to clear it, how to check it, how to keep your finger off the ready, you know, different things like that in order to properly hold a gun this way you're not going to, you know, potentially hurt somebody, shoot somebody or anything. But it's interesting to hear about different countries. It's interesting to hear about, you know, how people behave, how people react, how governments have so much control. You know, imagine if in the US they came and started sweeping up all the guns. They said, hey, no more guns. Not for anybody. Only the police are going to have guns. You know, that's what the Second Amendment was built off of. It was built to keep us in a position to where we can protect ourselves against a tyrant government. If something comes up and the government decides that they're going to try to overthrow the citizens, we're able to stand up on our own and do what we need to do to protect our own. And it's crazy when you look and you see things that are being infringed now. And I'm not a big political debate guy, so I'm not going to get deep into, oh, guns this and they should be that. Just know I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment, and I feel that if you want to have a gun and you're legally able to own one, then so be it. No one should infringe upon that. But like I said, you know, it's great to have somebody that you can see life from a different point of view. It, it creates an appreciation for certain basic things that we have. You know, like deer antlers, for example. Deer ant- antlers are something that are very expensive in China, something very sought after. You know, and as hunters, what do, what do we do? Shoot a deer, mount them up, you know, look at them. He's sitting there in the living room. But, but the dollar amount that goes into what Chinese people pay for antlers because of their medicinal uses over there and their religious beliefs is just incredible. I mean, there's a there's a market to be had there for certain people. So you know that that was my experience over the weekend. It was a great one. It's great to always know where people are from, what they believe in, you know, what drives them, what makes them get to the point where they want to be, um, and and what creates success, you know, and what's the difference of their country and ours. So the other crazy thing that he told me about, now I'll let you I'll leave you guys with this before I shut this down. If you were to say something bad about the government, you know, we already talked about the jail time. So you're going to go to jail. No question about it. 15 days, boom, no, no judge, no jury, no nothing. You're going. If you, get to, if you go to jail for that, you will not be able to get a good job in China ever again. More importantly, your actions impact your children and your family. So now your kids have been downgraded to a school that isn't as good as some of the other schools out there. And your family is basically shamed for the fact that you talk bad about your government. Just imagine that. Imagine your children facing the repercussions of what it is that you say on a daily basis. Imagine the impact that that would have if, if you and your family were held accountable for what you say on social media, in person, through text message to other people. Just imagine that. Now, we live in America where that's not the case. But you should be grateful for the fact that we are in a protected country that are protected by our men and women who are warriors who, who go out there and sacrifice everything to make sure our country remains free, to make sure our country remains great. So do us a favor, do me a favor, go out there and thank a veteran today. Thank him for our freedoms. He may look at you sideways and be like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I don't use Google to look for the AJ Nashville podcast. But tell them, hey, you know what? I had a buddy of mine that was talking about the difference between our countries. And I appreciate what it is you do. And I appreciate the fact that you stand tall for this country. That when it came time to execute and make a decision, you did so without excuses. That when it came time to sacrifice, you did so without question. Because that's the American warrior. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I hope you're having a great day. Look forward to talking to everyone on Friday.